Our reading this morning is taken from the book of Exodus, starting three. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for these words. We thank you for the things that Moses was given to remind the people of that we can refer to and take strength from today. Pray that you would be with us and you would help us recognize your hand, your potential for you to do things in our lives. Amen. Uh, my training incumbent, Peter, uh, used to say that a minister coming into a church was a lot like a marriage being formed. Each party, the church and the minister, would have to get to know each other's character and personality, their Uh, their abilities and gifts, their values, their non-negotiables, all those sorts of things. And it made some people feel uncomfortable that the relationship could be described in such terms. But I think there's more than a grain of truth in what he says. After a few weeks, some people may look at a new minister and go, you know what, that's not for me, and they'll clear off. And otherwise, other people will, will turn up and say, this is just what I've been looking for. Fantastic, this is really helpful. But the minister and the church are supposed to work together for the kingdom. And the reason that I mention that is because this passage is really helpful for us all at this time. What is God's commitment to his people like? We've been following a series through uh, called, you know, Whole Life, Whole Bible. How does what we know today talk about what my life, how does it speak into the things I do tomorrow? How will it speak into your work, your relationships, the the groups you belong to, the ways you volunteer? And a lot of it is about how we think. And a lot about how we think is influenced by what we know about God. So what can what we learn about God here? How can it help us? Let's have a quick look. If you've got your Bibles open, uh, Exodus 90, it's not a long passage, and I was joking earlier with um, Jill and Julie that I'd lost pages 15 and 16 of my talk. Um, No no such luck. Um, But I didn't find them. (laughs) Uh, But there we are. Um, So Israel has been rescued uh, from, from slavery in Egypt. We read in verse uh, one of verse, uh, chapter 19, in the third month after the Israelites left Egypt. So they'd left a world in which they were slaves, in which they were oppressed, 
and I think is there's, there's good evidence to suggest they were joining in the worship of the Egyptian gods as well. And so God, in his response to where they were and their cry, because this just wasn't what they were hoping for, was to go and rescue them. That's a fantastic story. I actually think it's really done well in the DreamWorks film Prince of Egypt. But, but you know, read it yourself as well. Um, it's really, uh, really good. And God calls them to him. And he wants to just reestablish his relationship with them because many of these people would not have known him. The people that God had made the promises to before were long gone. They've been in slavery for years. And somehow God feels like a distant memory. Where is he? What's, how did he, you know, what was he doing? And so he's done this dramatic rescue to pull them out of slavery and oppression. And he's now introducing, if you like, himself to them. He's saying, this is what I'm like. And they're being called, they're being invited to make a promise about how they're going to live with him. How they're going to live with him. Now, this is particularly relevant to perhaps two or three people in this congregation here right now, but a serious promise that I've recently sort of shared down at Thorny, taking weddings there, is I, insert name here, take you, insert name there, to be my wife or husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death us do part, according to God's holy law. And I think that's a really powerful set of criteria, isn't it? It's a really uh, important set of promises and vows because it reveals the character that's involved and the intention. What, am, what is this person going to do and what are they going to be like in order to do it? So when we read about God here and describing his work to the Israelites, we have a sense of the qualities and the things that he wants to achieve. And we read uh, these wonderful words, don't we, uh, about how um, this is what you're to say. You're, you yourselves, verse 4, sorry, you yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, how I carried you on Egypt eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. It's really enormous, isn't it? God's character and his intent for his promises. God's character and intent towards us. It reveals what he is like towards us because he revealed what he was like towards his people thousands of years ago. Let's just uh, skim through uh, a couple of times. Look, for example, how many times he refers to his work and himself, his commitment, therefore, his undertaking, his hand, he carried, he brought them to himself. See how central he wants to be in their relationship. See how he's willing to put himself forward. I think a lot of people today think that if there is a God, he kind of set, set things up, wound it up, and walked off and did something else. But we, we can say that we've got a God who is intimately involved and prepared to get involved personally. He takes 
the matters with his people personally. And let's just, just flesh that out a bit more. What I did to the Egyptians. Well, he, he free, did not just released the Israelites from their captivity, but he, he destroyed them because of what they had wanted to do to his people. His, God's actions, his compassion for his people, his urgency to save them, took him to the furthest thing that he would need to do to keep them safe. That's quite hard. But he needed, in, in Exodus, it talks about him demonstrating to Egypt and their gods what this God was like, what the God of Israel was like. And he would do anything for his people. And he sets them free. Instead of oppression, they have freedom. Instead of work without end, they have rest. They have the freedom, perhaps, to choose what they want to do. Instead of being sort of corralled into one part of the city, they had the freedom to build their own houses, and they had the freedom to live according to 